everyone, this is Lou with Big Hearted Gamers. On our show, we like to talk about people in the gaming community who are making a difference in the lives of others. When you interact with particular groups of people with like goals, you start to see connections, you see paths begin to intersect. I advised on a website called charitylivestream.com, which is a place oh, for... Yeah, um, totally, anyway. I know, Mark. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, he, I've, been, I've been talking to him and I'm putting all the events on there as well to help grow that because I think it's a fantastic idea and it helps charity events grow and it helps other people help other charities. That's great. See, it's, yeah. it's a small, it's just a small community. In, incredibly, it's a small community for some reason. I, Eventually, I these intersections become more sophisticated as different groups begin to commingle. I do have one of the craziest small world stories ever. So before I did gaming, uh, I was, when I was still doing my undergraduate degree, I was also looking at experience on film sets because I was doing a drama degree. So I was like, hey, I should try and do as much on screen as I can. And I ended up getting a like a gig on the movie Kick-Ass. And so I did. Uh, I was just doing some extra work. I made it into the trailer, but I also ended up being Aaron Johnson's body double for a bit. So I got to wear like the Kick-Ass, the actual Kick-Ass costume, which is really cool. And there was a scene in the movie where it's Kick-Ass and it's Hit Girl sitting in, well, sitting in the Mustang. And for a large amount of that time, it was me and Chloe Moretz, the actress, who obviously plays Kick-Ass. Me and her got to hang out for pretty much the entire day whilst they were lighting around us. And so I got to know her like briefly for the day, which is really cool. Then, as I mentioned, my best friend Ro is Roxy Surfchick. Fast forward to last year, uh, Alienware, who Roxy now works for, she's the head host and producer of Alienware TV on Twitch. Their special guest for their events, none other than Chloe. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, how? This is somebody I worked with like six years ago. I didn't even know Anna at the time. And then, then actually, no, it's more than six years ago. It was like, oh, God, I'm getting old. Uh. <laughs> These connections begin to have significant influence and affect those around us, the communities we are a part of and beyond. Okay, so let's formally introduce Sam. Well, my name is Sam Stevenson. Most people know me online as Obi-Wan Shinobi. I am the campaign manager for 8-Bit Salute, which is the fundraising streaming side of the charity Operation Supply Drop. I'm in charge of our day-to-day -day streaming on Twitch because we are a Twitch partner. Anyone subs to Operations Supply Drop on Twitch, that sub money acts as a straight donation. It doesn't actually go to anybody, like one person that goes straight as a donation to the charity. So I organize everyone who streams on there because it's, it's a community page. So anyone's welcome to come on, stream there, show their support for OSD, hopefully pick up a sub or two and just grow our community. I also speak to Twitch partners um, to set up 8-bit charity streams throughout the year. That's probably like, my main focus. Okay, I'll be honest. When I reached out to talk to Operation Supply Drop, a military-centric nonprofit organization based in Austin, Texas, I guess I expected I was going to speak to a grizzled veteran, especially with a name like Sam Stevenson. Uh, so I initially, so I've been part of live streaming itself since it started on Justin TV. Um, when Justin TV first started, there was only four channels that streamed video games. But to think there was only four channels that stream video games, and now there's countless, like, thousands of people doing it. There are thousands of streamers streaming video games on Twitch. Something like 36,000 concurrent streamers on Twitch at a given time, and roughly 1.7 million broadcasters every month, according to 2015 reports. Of doing it. It's crazy to me. But one of those uh, four people was a streamer by the name of Roxy Surfchick, who uh, eventually became my best friend in this world. 
And so I was been watching her streams. Like I, I tested it out myself. I wasn't the best streamer. I didn't have the gear. I didn't know what I was doing. In fact, my first stream was just me talking to a camera, talking about the game that I was playing, but I didn't have any way of capping the game. So I just had to tell people what was going on. It was awkward. Not many people stayed. <laughs> so that was back in 2010, 11-ish. Um, and 2010, 11 was when I was, I was doing my master's degree in acting. So I didn't really have time to actually do much streaming myself. I was just watched it on occasion. Uh, then fast forward to 2014. 2000, yeah, 2014. Uh, and I started an internship at a company called Jinx TV here in the UK. And they are the world's only internet, uh, sorry, the world's only international 24 hour video game TV channel focusing on video games. That's the most long-winded title in the world. <laughs> they, they, they need to shorten it, I feel. Uh, and I did an internship there. My first day, I was talking to like the managing director, and, she's like, and he was like, okay, this is what you're going to be doing, but also we want you to have a project to run yourself. Can you think of anything that we're missing? And my, my first question was, what your, what's your guys' presence on Twitch? And everyone looked at me blankly. They're like, what's Twitch? I was like, okay, well, it's 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 the third biggest streaming platform in the world. Like, it's it's third only to Netflix and YouTube. It's it's where gaming lives. So they're like, oh, okay. So they said, do you want to run it for us? So yeah, of course. So I made some calls to Twitch themselves about what we could work to get uh, work together with, and we were actually partnered with Twitch the moment uh, we had our channel. We didn't have a follower. We had never broadcast before, but. Because we were working in tandem with Twitch, they gave us a sub button off the bat, which was a huge bonus for me. It's something that I get to put on my CV that not many people get to do. And I ran the Twitch channel for about four months, and we had, our biggest project was, and it was our second ever stream, was a 24-hour charity stream in aid of Able Gamers and Special Effect. And it was in uh, partnership with Bethesda. It was the same day that um, Elder Scrolls Online launched for the PC. So it was great. The game was new. We had two charities to focus on. I think we raised 5000 for each charity, so 10000 total in all. Considering this was a channel that nobody knew existed, then suddenly, boom, here it was. And we got the front page, which was very helpful. It was it was an amazing first stream, uh, second stream, I should say, but amazing first charity stream. And that sort of lit my passion for doing... I was like, okay, if this is one thing that we've planned out of the blue, can do so well, what can I do to make this something tangible for everyone like i can help a lot more charities than just this one event how do i go about and do this and i always scratch my head for a while uh after the internship finished they didn't actually keep me on so i sort of moved the twitch into somebody else's hands who was still there but i still like kept an eye on it myself but i was obviously planning what i wanted to do next so now my expectations of sam being a hardened military veteran become blurred and the lines connecting him to operation supply drop start to come into focus i watched an event uh, by a company called rooster teeth do their 8-bit salute live stream it was a 24-hour stream by them and they re raised three hundred thousand dollars in the space of 24 hours something miraculous like that right. and i was like wow this is amazing and that's when i first heard of what uh, operation supply drop was I was like, man, this is a really cool cause. Like, I've never served myself. Like, I'm, 
I weigh like 114 pounds, I think, <laughs> in American terms. I'm five foot eleven. I I don't have muscle. I have diabetes. Like I'm the least army worthy person you could possibly imagine. But I have friends who have served. I had at the time one of my best friends was training to be a marine, and so I was like, well, this is a chance for me to give back to troops who give so much because they don't get to see their loved ones or families all that often and i'm sitting in my ass watching video games and playing video games like i couldn't do that without the fact of knowing that if some global catastrophe does outbreak if war outbreaks or if terrorism strikes i know that there are people out there who risk it all for the sake of my freedom and ease of mind and so if i can do anything to give back to that then that's awesome at the time, I was also trying to develop other skills for myself, so I decided to go to the convention that Rooster Teeth run called RTX in that summer and make a documentary about it and like interview some staff members, interview some fans, and just, just see what I could do. Just work on video filming, work on editing, just build more skills. And when I was there, Roxy Servchik had actually just moved to Austin that week, and she was working for the Operation Supply Drop booth. I was like, hey, do you mind if I interview for this project? She's like, yeah, of course. And so whilst I was there, the CEO, Glenn... That's Glenn Banton, CEO of Operation Supply Drop. Uh, ...asked me, hey, what, what's this for? What's going on? And so I explained to him, and, he's, and I was like, would you mind if I interviewed you? He's like, yeah, of course. So I spoke to him, interviewed him for this project that I was doing. And then he asked me what else I did. I was like, well, I used to do uh, Twitch live streaming and had a really successful charity event, but I'm in between jobs right now because I'm sort of freelancing, trying to work out how to make this more viable. And he was like, well, we're doing more and more with Twitch and obviously a lot more gaming focused things. Would you mind helping us out for a bit? And I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. So I was given the task of contacting and reaching out to streamers to see who might be interested. And three years later, that's what I'm. That's what I'm still doing. So the the name Eight Bit Salute is that is that kind of a callback to like nostalgia, or is there anything else behind that? It's the classic retro gaming. It's where it's where everyone came from. We all started with eight bit graphics, and it was the best thing in the world. And now we have games that run in hundred frames per second and with the most intense graphics you're not sure if you're watching a movie or if you're playing a video game anymore but yeah it's it harks back to the to the grit and grime which also is it, it parallels what's like what it's like being being deployed it's it's the it's the bare essentials it's not it's not anything fancy when troops are deployed so that's it's a nice parallel between that that not a lot of people think about They're like oh yeah it's because 8-bit was the was the only essential gaming thing and yeah so how does it work? So what it so the so the eight bits of money goes to goes to help with the the supply drops for we're primarily known for three things more than and it's more than just the supply drops. Obviously, the supply drops are our main focus. That's where most of the money goes is shipping out the supply drops because a lot of the games and equipment we ship is donated by partners that we have, like Games Cases donate a lot of stuff to us. Astro donate headsets. SteelSeries give us keyboards and mice. Uh, Microsoft give us controllers. PlayStations give us X uh, PlayStations. Obviously, Microsoft will give us Xboxes. So not a, we still do buy a lot of stuff with the money that we get in that sense. But a lot of it covers the shipping because a, a supply drop can crop, like, run like three, four hundred dollars a go. And when we ship to Australia, that's like two thousand dollars a go, just because shipping to Australia is a lot of money. 
Uh, so along along with the supply drops, we also have our teams program, which is local chapters across uh, across the U.S. and slowly we're doing more and more outside the U.S. as well, where local teams will get together, do events together. They might go have dinner or go to like a basketball game, whatever they fancy, and we we uh, we supply that just because without those teams we can't do what we do. Because whenever there's an event, say there's PAX, say there's E3, we'll send our team there. And it's all volunteers. Like they obviously they don't get paid to do these events for us. So it's our way to help them. Say hey, thank you for all the work you do throughout the year. And when we're doing like on base supply drops, they're the ones who go and make that happen. The third thing is we do thank you deployments, which is where we say thank you to a veteran and a civilian supporter throughout the year, and we send them to an event of their choice. And it doesn't have to be gaming. Like we could send them to E3 if they choose, or if they want to do like a racetrack day, or they want to go see the Eagles play. Then we'll make that happen. Um, also, uh, with our supply drops, we're also doing more with military hospitals, which and so we're like working on rehab, re- sorry, rehabilitation. And to give an example, say somebody has a hand injury, normally they would just be squeezing a, like a tennis ball, something like that. Not the most engaging or motivating rehabilitation, but we're giving them Xbox controllers, giving them a game to play. Next thing you know, they've done two, three hours of rehab and not even realized it because they've been so focused on the game that they're playing. It's taken their mind away from like the nature of their injury because if they're just squeezing a tennis ball they're going to be focusing on what got them there in the first place which isn't good for their mental health so if we can take that thought away and still rehab that hands then it's a win-win for us what's your favorite part of of your day what's your the favorite part of of the job um you know that that gets you out of bed and keeps you going it's meeting new people because obviously I come from the acting background like we discussed and the main reason I got into acting apart from watching films and them having an impact on me was I just I love talking to people I love interacting with them getting to know people like hearing their life stories comparing them to mine and just having a conversation that you can get lost in for hours and I get to do that every day I get to reach out to new people like hey I watched your stream I think you'd be great to see if you could help us out and that yeah that's that's really it just just talking and meeting new people it, it's and knowing that these talks lead to good uh, positive impacts i should say but that's that's the that's the whole reason i do it is to have this impact and make sure that osd can continue doing what we do the way a lot of video game based charities continue to do what they do is by utilizing twitch streamers and their communities as a as a way to bolster their campaigns it takes a certain type of person to be a Twitch streamer. So, like, they have to be very open. They have to be... I don't, I don't want to say they have to be a good person. But it seems more and more that there's a lot less drama in Twitch streamers compared to the acting industry that I've come from. That was, that was a nasty industry, if I'm being brutally honest, and I'm glad I got away from it. And there was a lot more selfish, where... Gaming and Twitch streamers, they seem a lot more encompassing because they have their communities. They want people to watch them. They want their communities to feel involved. And that lends itself to to charity because it's we want to work with these streamers and they want to give back because their communities are what keep them running. They keep their passion. Like, hey, if my community like keeps me in a job, like I can stream full time. I can use this platform for good. And I I know a lot of streamers have that mindset, which it makes working with them so easy. 
If only they would check their emails a little more often. <laughs> One of the benefits that you sometimes see when working for a charity or a nonprofit is the connections you make with other people. And these connections can have a profound and meaningful effect. And sometimes it can have an effect on people that you've never even met in, in pivotal, seemingly coincidental ways. I joined uh, OSD helping them out in the, like, the summer of 2014. And in, I think it was either November or December, there was a story that we got told from a supply drop that we did that really hammered home the good I was doing. And it made me connect with like, yes, like, I am doing something good here. Like, I am making a difference. And it was we had done a supply drop. Uh, I can't remember where it is now off the top of my head. It was, uh, it was, um, but it was in a deployment zone. And so the people, the troops had gone back to their barracks after being out on patrol. And instead of going to bed, they all went into one guy's room to play Xbox and hang out because we did just done a supply drop. And one of the guys comes back to his quarters and there, a stray bullet had gone through his window and through his pillow. And he said, like, if he had not got the supply drop, if he was just doing what he had normally done in his routine, he would have gone to bed and that bullet would have most likely hit him. And being as it gone through his pillow, it most likely would have hit him in the head, which would have obviously most likely been fatal. And so when I heard the story, it's like that really resonated with me. It's like, I, I'm helping make a difference. Like, it might not be the biggest difference in the world, um, but I really I, I have technically physically impacted one person's life by making sure he wasn't in his room he was out having fun with his friends playing video games and potentially saved his life by him not being there so that was when it's like okay this is something that i this is something that i that really locked me into what i was doing and it made me forget about the waiting up till three four in the morning to do talks with people i was like well that doesn't <laughs> matter it, uh, that, th my sleep is not a necessity so yeah, that's that's my main story that I I was told, and it's the one that really always always rings home. I want to thank Sam from Operation Supply Drop for taking the time to chat with me about their amazing organization. You can find out more about Operation Supply Drop by going to operationsupplydrop.org. Big Hearted Gamers is always on the lookout for gamers, publishers, developers, people helping their communities through gaming. If you want to be featured on our site or on this podcast, visit bigheartedgamers.com for more information. Thank you for listening. Be safe, everyone. My mum's dad, who was unfortunately dead before I was born, um, he was he served in World War II. He, well, he was a chef. But yeah, um, it counts. So he, he was, served. He, he, he yeah. quite literally served. <laughs> he, he served while serving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>